The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm going to talk about compassion and um, One thing I want to mention when I talk about compassion and cultivation of, of, of it and of, of this intention um, in our life, you know, we can, we can read a lot about different things. We can read all these different books, different, different ways to to um, improve ourselves or to cultivate different qualities. Um, but within, you know, in, in holding these wholesome intentions that, that we're talking about today, um, the cultivation of them through the practice, through our meditation practice, is, is one way in which you will see that, that maybe the practice may bear uh, fruits in a way that will support your life by cultivating this sin, these, these qualities, these states of mind, uh, these intentions uh, coming out of you naturally at some point. Um, so compassion um, is guided by thoughts of harmlessness, by thoughts of harmlessness. And um, it is said also that when we look at wise view, you know, if we practice wise view view and referring to the Four Noble Truths, um, wise intention will follow naturally. So you will see also how different factors of the Eightfold Path integrate or support each other. Um, Compassion um, supports and it's almost like like a a dear friend of uh, loving kindness. They they support each other. Um, As I was listening to Chris talking about loving kindness was like, gosh, yeah, they, they seem like, you know, compassion and loving kindness, almost like siblings <laughs> in one way or another. Um, so we cultivate compassion to then um, decrease, decrease the, the unwholesome um, state of mind or um, unwholesome intention of cruelty. And mainly is um, wishing that others be free of suffering. Wishing that others be free of suffering. And I will say, you know, we can also include ourselves in that. So how, how it is that we develop this compassion? How, especially during, you know, in, during these times, how, how is it? How do we 
cultivated through our practice. So one of the ways that we can cultivate it is by um, when we are dedicating part of our meditation to uh, cultivate it, we can start by maybe bringing to mind someone that is actually suffering. You know, you may bring to mind someone that is suffering or maybe imagining someone that is suffering. And, and reflecting, you know, reflecting on it that in a way that will give you kind of a perspective of, you know, this, this person, is, is, there's, there may be something that is hurting or, or there may be, this person is going through something that maybe I have gone through. You know, there may be something that is universal here that is not unique to someone in specific. So having that type of reflection is, you know, we, we, we reflect on it to get perspective, not, you know, not so much to, to dwell on it and, and to, oh, what is going to happen, but to see, to see what, what human qualities are there that, um, that we can see, wow, that, that person it is suffering. And as the same way that I wish to be free of suffering, I will wish this person to also be free of the suffering that is going through. Um, So it may be, you know, it, it may be this type of meditation is, is, is something that we repeat. It's not something that maybe, it may be, it may be, that you will do one time and you will feel the compassion, at, you know, as you develop that quality of the heart. It, it will flow naturally. And also there may be other times in which doing it even on a daily basis, just a little bit, as much as we can, you know, in a, on, a, on a daily basis or for a period of time just to repeat it, repeat it, up to a point where it's almost like you're watering a plant as you're practicing that meditation of compassion. And, and at some point you start seeing that teeny, teeny, tiny plant just coming out of the ground, right? And there's, you know, that feeling of, yes, I want this person to be free of suffering. And then that continues to grow, continues to grow. So at that point, you can see that you are developing, you are um, embodying that, that um, quality, that uh, I'm calling it in different ways because there's also, there's also a physicality to it in, in the heart. There's a, there's a warmth in the heart and there's like a, a pure desire of a wish for, oh yes, may this person be free of suffering. 
in comparison with, you know, maybe sometimes we, um, I've seen myself sometimes saying, oh, oh, poor person, you know, that this person, poor person, and is going through a lot. And then when I start reflecting about that experience, I'm like, oh, it was almost compassion, but it was more pity than compassion. So there are different, you know, different ways in, in which we practice that we can see really when, when compassion is present. Um, we can also contemplate when we are thinking of, of different people going through suffering, uh, experiences that we also all, as I said, in a universal way go through, like aging, like getting sick, um, like um, going through a loss, a sorrow, all these different um, experiences that sometimes we think we are the only ones that we have, but when we look you know, at the world, we say, oh, it's everywhere, it's here, it's here. Um, then as you develop compassion and you, you, you sense it, you, you feel it, um, you can also start cultivating or developing the practice of cultivating compassion toward a person that may have done something unethical, let's say. And is, is um, maybe someone that is really happy, but you see how this person is happy after all these different things that maybe in your view, maybe they may be unethical. Um, so the way in which we can practice um, with, um, with, with that, that kind of... Um, with, with that, taking, having that object, you know, like, like that person having happiness and then um, feeling, no, this is not right, how this person can be happy. Um, is also maybe reflecting on what we have seen in our lives, how things have turned out, how, what fruits have different experiences have bared, in a way that um, you realize that sooner or later there may be some something coming back to us, maybe a result that was not expected. You know, maybe even if that person have done something that maybe no one knows, but um, maybe how 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 does that feels inside sooner or later? And, and based on your own experience, you know, we all have done maybe some things that we may have regretted or maybe that we don't feel very good about it. Or, but so we, we look at it from a perspective not so much of judgment, but instead of really how that person, can, how that person will be suffering out of the, because of the consequences of their actions, even though there may, may not be, um, um, they may not be acting in a way that we say, "Oh, what's going on? You know, how come?" So, 
Um, then we can also cultivate compassion, developing that quivering of the heart. We also call it the quivering of the heart uh, toward all living beings without exception. All living beings. Um, by also um, reflecting on how greed, hatred, and delusion impact our lives. You know, how through greed, hatred, and delusion, sometimes there is suffering. There, there is suffering that is seen. Some other times, other times we just don't see it. We see it later. Um, but there's that also universal experience. And then we can cultivate, you know, saying, okay, they, they have gone through this too, and I have suffered through this too. Uh, may, they, may they see their suffering. May I also see their suffering so that compassion is developed. Um, there's another, a fourth um, way also to practice compassion, and it is practicing with a difficult person. Um, <clears throat> and there are different ways I can give some examples of um, how I have practiced, actually, with, with difficult persons. Um, so one way, you know, within our tradition is that um, it is said that at some point maybe in, in all, you know, all the instances of all the different lives that um, maybe at least once we have been the mother of someone else. Like, really? <laughs> and, you know, at some point I was... When I heard that, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can buy that. Still, by still considering it, it just brought some, I don't know, a different way to look at this person, a whole different way to look at this person. Um, I had a situation one time with a, a coworker. We had a very difficult um, situation and um, I remember a teaching that I learned from Tignahan, uh, who is a, a Zen master and um, the practice was that as you reflect if this person comes you know you're sitting in your cushion and you just want to, you know, relax and all these ideas that we think, you know, it's, it's about being present, but can we also relax, you know? So, um, boom, the image of this person comes up, you know? And so the practice was to imagine this person as a child, to imagine this person as a baby. And wow, you know, the first time I was like, Imagine, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. But then I was committed. I was committed to, to the practice, you know. And then the second time, 
Well, maybe a child. What about a teenager? <laughs> and like by the third time, the fourth time, this person was a very tall guy. They, he started just getting younger, 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 and it was right here in my arms, just a baby, a dear friend, a baby, and it really made a difference. It really made a difference. I continued practicing with that, and we, I, it got to a point in which we, were con, we continue working together, and at one time we had a big meeting, and he came in and he said, where do you want me to sit? And I said, sit next to me. Sit next to me. We're doing this together. We're, we're going to do this together. It's what, what a relief. It's just a great... That was just, you know, I, when, like Liz was talking about letting go, that release. And I did not plan it. I was just committed to the practice. It just happens as, you know, as we practice. It's not easy. And at the same time, you know, as we practice as, and we develop the confidence in the practice, it's, it's worth it to keep trying. So, compassion. So, there is also, um, Chris talked about metta for ourselves, and there's also... Um, I, something I want to say about compassion for, for ourselves, because the way in which we treat, treat ourselves may be the same way in which we will treat others. There's Pima Chodron says, um, you're going to relate to the world in the, same, that, in the same way that you will relate to yourself. So how do we develop compassion for ourselves, how how can we, you know, those self mortification thoughts that sometimes come up for you know to ourselves, saying, "Hey, um, I'm doing this again. When I'm going to stop doing this?" The Buddha showed, the Buddha demonstrated through um, his experiences that self mortification didn't work very much um, for liberation becoming free from suffering. So um, we can, in those situations, we can practice wise effort. And I'm going to say a little bit about it because it's a little, little bit related to compassion, but we will talk much more about it when we discuss that, the, the factor of wise effort. But one way to also develop compassion is to see when those thoughts come in, how we can sometimes choose to cultivate other wholesome thoughts, or how we can cultivate restraint in a, in a way, you know, to a certain point, in, in a way that will help support our intentions. You know, so for example, I love ice cream, love ice cream. And I know that if I buy a pint, I'm going to eat the pint that weekend. It's, it's, you know. and, then, and, and then notice the language that I'm using. 
also that I, I am. I'm just giving a, a whole a, an identity already solidifying that I am going to. It it has it has power the words that we use. Huh? So restraint would be for me not to even pass by the area where ice cream is in the refrigerator is an act of compassion for myself in a sense of, okay, I want to cultivate this intention, I want to be healthy, and, and you know, I'm, I know I'm going to suffer after, you know, after, so just practicing a little bit of restraint. Or, in terms of wise effort, okay, I'm going to go shopping for groceries, so let me be well fed before I go, let me feel relaxed, and I'm just, you know, going to go to the areas where I really need to get the stuff that I want to get in terms of keeping me healthy. And, and then I can have a little bit of ice cream with a friend. So all those, all those different actions, just practicing wise effort also in, in different ways. There's, there's some acts of self-compassion. Um, so, um, and the teachings emphasize that, you know, for us to keep cultivating these, like, meta and compassion and, um, these boundless states of mind and, um, that really recognizing and noticing what is in the mind, not controlling what is in the mind, but really noticing and, and, and applying effort just to see, oh, this is coming up again, is it, it's, it's a way to develop compassion for ourselves. So I think that um, that may be... It. Um, let's see. Oh, one one last thing. And as we develop, as we develop uh, compassion and loving kindness, then we can take it out of the cushion, out of ourselves, into our communities and into our daily lives. Then we can find opportunities in our daily lives to practice compassion. So now we are going to move to an exercise. So what about if you get into groups of four again? Uh, you can, you can. All right. So I'll read the question and give you a minute, as requested, to think about it a little bit. And uh, we'll go on. I think we might, we're going to do two questions, one related to kindness and one related to compassion. So um, I think we'll have time for, we'll just kind of make one go around a piece, give, figure you have three minutes or so to reflect on this question when you're speaking. 
So the first question is, when you're not being kind to yourself, what's going on? <laughs> so you might look at what views are come up for you or what, you know, what activities bring this up for you, but just what, what, what in reflecting right now, what's going on for you at times when you're not being kind for you, kind to yourself? And if you have if those spark any ideas for how to work with it, you could mention those too. The question is, when you're not being kind to yourself, what's going on? What's the deal with that? What can you... No, one round. No, one round. Yeah, well, we're going to do that question as one round, and then Bruni will have a different question entirely. So I'll ring the bell after about three minutes apiece. Third person. person bringing this one to a conclusion and then Bruni will offer a second round of reflection okay so this question is to um, is to share about how we cultivate self-compassion self-compassion for ourselves so the question is what practices, what you have practiced that um, you have seen self-compassion bubbling up through, you know, uh, out of your meditation practice, or what, what things have you practiced that you, you would share with um, your group um, that have cultivated um, self-compassion. Okay, so we'll take a minute to think about that one. Maybe you can just take up wherever you were and go around again. wants to share any anything that you learn from your group or from other people or it would be nice to just bring the, the voice of the group Thank you. Um, so I think one thing that was interesting with all of us that sometimes it's it's the little things that are that are hard, and like the bigger issues can be easier to deal with. And that um, with self-compassion, there's um, you have there has to be some self-forgiveness with that.
uh, what uh, something that I learned or was sort of reminded of in the group was is seeking <clears throat> seeking community that is um, that is caring and um, supportive. One, one form of self-compassion that came up in our group um, was just the notion of uh, allowing or embracing the idea of sleep or rest um, and trying to uh, understand that certain aspects of the suffering or pain that one is experiencing can sometimes be because of stories one tells oneself about not allowing oneself to rest or finding rest and also understanding conditions in your life that you may not have control over that deprive you of rest and sleep, that maybe you need to you know, rest or sleep more because of certain uh, conditions. You know, in one case, a story that was, sh was shared was that um, caring for someone who, who, uh, you know, who needs a lot of care and they themselves have sleep disturbances, which then are, are causing you to already be at your, just the conditions in your life, you're already sleep deprived. But then noticing that that hour on Facebook every night, uh, or just sending letters, or yet another email, or you know staying up another extra hour reading—that's time you could be using in a more compassionate way to yourself, just by choosing sleep, and then thinking about well, why why don't I sleep, or why don't we allow ourselves to sleep? Uh, ideas of achievement and grasping because I should be doing more. Sleep is a way, you know. There's all sorts of things you could look in that, but seeing sleep as a as a self compassion activity came up in our group. Thank you. Um, I just had more of a question regarding the first question. Um, it was not so clear to me. I felt that we kind of answered it at different levels. I was wondering if you could repeat it and maybe clarify the first question. The question about renunciation? Or the question about uh, when we're just doing the exercise, so there was the self-compassion one, and then there was one before. Is oh, the, well, the one before was um, just actually quite related, but when are you not kind to yourself? And what can you notice about what's going on when you are not kind to yourself? In terms maybe of views that are coming up or, you know, I mean, he, he just gave an example of, you know, maybe you should sleep, but you believe you shouldn't or something like that. Right. Anything else? Betsy? I realized in the group that um, there was a common theme that I, I too, share... Um, of, of perfectionism. And so at a basic level of, of um, bringing into awareness uh, the okayness of just being, uh, that to me is a basic. But what I started to, to realize after we had gone on to the second question is how much um, stress there is in an unattended mind um, how just the native chatter that's going on <laughs> in the background, um, even if the news isn't on, uh, it can be, you know, oh, I'm a little 
overwhelmed. You know, there's just a kind of a root nature um, that does make this mindfulness practice another terrifically important ground of rest. Thank you. Yeah, we were just talking about that up here, the relationship of mindfulness to all these qualities. You know, and just, just opening to being with what is and tending the mind. Yeah. Any last comments? Okay, we thought we might just close with a short guided metta meditation. So just take a comfortable posture. Let your attention come to rest in your heart area. And just let these phrases resonate where they do. May I be safe from inner and outer harm. May I be truly happy be healthy, free from physical suffering. May I take care of myself with ease. Just maybe picking someone among the people that you've met today Just extending these wishes to them. May you be safe from inner and outer harm. May you be truly happy. May you be healthy, free from physical suffering. May you take care of yourself happily. Just extending this wish to our whole group here today. May we all be safe from inner and outer harm.
May we all be truly happy. May we all be healthy and free from physical suffering. May we all take care of ourselves with ease. And maybe just wishing for our whole country in the next week. May we all be free from inner and outer harm. May we all find ways to be truly happy. May we all be healthy and free from physical suffering need. May we all be able to take care of ourselves with ease. Thank you, and I hope you have a fruitful month of working with these intentions. And um, we'll see you in a month to take up speech, where our views and intentions break out into song or (laughs) action or activity or something. (laughs) 